0: You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. I'm telling you, our God's big, y'all. He's big. If you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew 24. The title of my message is, Who Can Stand? Matthew 24, verse 11. We find Jesus on the Mount of Olives. And he begins to uh, minister to the people and to his disciples about the signs of his return. But the one thing that you have to understand is where he's at. He's on the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives, it's a place of pressure. It's a place of process. And God doesn't do anything by accident. Everything he does, there is meaning to everything. And the one thing that we've missed over the years is process. The pressure. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's pressure. It was a vat where they pressed and where they process olives and and wine and whatever, but it's a place of process. In Christianity, your walk with Christ is always going to be a place of process. When John the Baptist seen Jesus, he said, there's one coming after me. He said, I baptize you for the repentance of sin. But there's one coming after me who will baptize you in the spirit and fire. And it says the winnowing fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor. We've never accumulated that to us as believers. But we are all individually gonna walk through that threshing floor. And if you've been stuck in one spot Hear me now, if you've been stuck in one spot, it's because you're not willing to go through that threshing floor. And God's not going to take you to the next level till you do that one. Are y'all with me? So Jesus is delivering this message at this place of process. And in verse 11, he says, Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world for a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come. And one thing that we must be aware of... And we can't be deceived into thinking that what's going on in the world is not going to affect us. Because for years, there's been a West Coast mentality thinking and an East Coast mentality thinking, and we have ignored that to the point now it's in our backyard. Come on. Because, see, there is a pathway that both the West Coast and the East Coast have been on for self-governance. We can be independent from God and it leads to greed. Come on. East Coast is Wall Street it's where all the money's, come on. Then you got the West Coast where it's this self-awareness Zen, hmm. come on, that's influencing our culture. And we just look at them as, oh, they're just crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. But man, they're persistent. And the people that, have, that are hollering tolerance are the most intolerant people. And it's not enough that... They want to do all of that. But they want us to participate in it. See, it's not enough that you can just say, well, I don't believe in that. Oh, no, you're going to participate in this. We're going to make a law where we can kill babies until, come on. And we're going to make you participate in this. We're going to make you participate in transgender. We're going to be able to do to your kid whatever we want. And you think, oh, that ain't going to affect us. Let me tell you something. Right here in Liberty County, you got people acting like they're cats. So don't say it ain't going to affect us here. Because it is going to affect us here. Are y'all with me? See, all this is now happening, love growing cold, lawlessness. They're trying to silence the Holy Spirit. And here we see the one who endures to the end, the one who understands that in the midst of all these troubled times, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached. And the gospel of the kingdom is that you have authority and power right here, right now to live out what this gospel says. Even when you're not the majority. Come on, man. Even when you're not the majority, we still have the power to walk in peace, joy, and happiness in the Holy Ghost. They can't do anything about it. Because the darker the dark gets, the lighter the light gets. Come on. See, the gospel of the kingdom, how to live here and now, addresses all the issues of the spirit, soul, and body. It addresses every one of those. See, and in the book of Hebrews, if you'll turn to Hebrews chapter 3, in the book of Hebrews, the writer addresses believers with a warning. And we need to take heed of this warning And the thing about God that got me was, is he addresses it with an example of when the Hebrews came out of Egypt. And everything in the Old Testament, and I've had people, golly, you preach out the Old Testament a lot. Well, that's because the New Testament says everything written in the Old Testament is for our example of what not to do. Right? Right. And in Hebrews, the writer addresses unbelief. So we're going to pick it up in verse 12. Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any one of you an evil... Look, he's not talking to people who don't know Jesus. Let me make this clear as a bell. He is talking to people who have believed, who've received Jesus, who are living for Jesus, who are walking this thing out. And let me just say this, all this was wrote down a week ago because I faced issues where this very sermon, huh, he's talking to believers. He ain't talking to unbelievers. He's addressing people who go to church, who, come on, are y'all hearing me? Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart in falling away from the living God. We see where Jesus addressed it. And now the writer here is addressing it. But encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today. Lest any one of you harden, and lest any one of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Very telling. Any one of us, what did God tell Cain? Sin is crouching at the door. What is sin, why is sin crouching at the door? Because he's waiting for you to open it up to let him in. He's just waiting for you to give him ground. He's waiting to come in and rob you. And if you don't think the enemy will walk right in your house, go on and open that door. Go on and open that door. Give him ground because he'll come in. Let me tell you something. If you give him an inch, he's going to take everything. He slowly starts driving that unbelieving wedge in there. Come on, man. lest any one of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And remember, what is sin? The Greek word for sin is just missing the mark. There is a mark, there is a target that we're all shooting for. And the thing about shooting at a target is you shoot at that target to sight your gun in. Come on. My gun shoots a little to the left and a little low. You know why? Because I pull it that way. And when I pull the trigger, I hit the mark. See, (laughs) the goal is to hit the mark. And I know where my gun shoots so I can... Come on, are y'all with me? We've got to hit the mark. It's, it's asinine to me that we keep shooting a gun that ain't sighted in. I, I can't live that way. Come on. Mm-hmm. For we have become partakers of Christ. The biggest word in the Bible only has two letters. If. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. So you want to know who can stand? Those who hold firm their assurance in Christ. Come on, we sang the song this morning. I'll praise you for my breakthrough till my song becomes my triumph. Come on. You don't have to see it, feel it, or hear it. You just have to stand. And you have to keep praising and you have to keep singing, you have to keep thinking, you got to keep lifting your hands even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't see it working, even come on, are y'all with me? See, that's faith. Let's keep reading. You hold fast the beginning of your assurance firm until the end while it's said today if you hear his voice. Do not harden your heart as when they provoked me. Who were they? He's talking about the people who came out of Egypt and wandered around for 40 years in unbelief. Come on. They, they walked through a Red Sea. They had light in their camp when the Egyptians, when the world had no light. Come on, they didn't have frogs and locusts covering them when the world had all the plagues. When the world's water turned to blood, they had water to drink. Come on, are y'all with me? When all the firstborn died, theirs did not. Why? I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Oh, that's... That sounds violent when we talk about the blood. Let me tell you, it's in claiming the blood that your household is set free. It's in claiming the blood that the chains fall down. It's in claiming the blood. Come on, are y'all with me? Speak the blood of Jesus. When I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus because the blood of Jesus is what sets us free. It's the blood of Jesus that heals and sets us free from all our iniquities. That's from present, past, past, past. All the generational curses cut. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Come on. Giants that daddy had to face. Come on. Mm -hmm. Do not harden your hearts as when they provoke me. And let me just say this about listening to his voice now. Because see, we can get to listening to so many other voices. And we get to debating some horrible doctrinal issues And then the next thing you know, listen, if we're debating bad doctrine, once saved, always saved, the only voice that we're hearing now is ours. Because the devil done walked off. The devil don't even have to stand there toe to toe with you if he can get you to believing that you don't have to confront sin anymore. Come on. We're all going to confront sin. But you know what? We can whip it. We're all going to be going through trials. Now hear me on this, because this is where the devil starts getting tricky. See, we're all going to be confronted with trials. And when we're going through a trial, the devil's always going to tempt us. He's always going to try to take advantage. And he's always going to try to twist the word... Oh well, that you, you're all right. You don't have, and the next thing you know, we got enemies that we ain't whipping because we're just living with them. Come on, we got a bunch of Christian people who are sitting there living in blatant sin of homosexuality, thinking they're okay. They're not. But the grace of God. Come on, do y'all see how this works? That's scary. Well, the grace of God. No, you better deal with that. Homosexuality is a sin just like gossiping is. Yeah, that's right. And so if you're sitting there gossiping all the time, guess what? You better kill it. You better kill that thing. Because we like to put sin on levels of degree... God said sin, sin. That's right. Missing the mark is missing the mark. Our goal is to repent, sight this thing back in. Oh, come on, are y'all with me in here? Right. See, and when we go through the process, if I never shoot my gun, I don't know it's off sight. Right. Come on, are y'all hearing me? See, you got to walk this thing out. And as we're walking this thing out, then we know wait a minute, we're missing the mark here. And I just got into gossip this morning. Come on. And gossip always starts like this Did you hear? You say no, and I don't want to. Let's pray. Right? But when somebody comes up and goes, did you hear? All of a sudden we get anxiety. We go, oh no, but let me hear. Okay, you got a problem. Oh, well, we need to pray. Oh God, that's the greatest one. Let's pray for. Did you hear? We need to. <laughs> Y'all don't know what I'm doing about. For who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Verse 17. And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? Listen, what did they do? What did they do? They didn't believe what God said. They didn't believe his word. You know what they believed? They believed their own eyes. They believed they believed 10 guys who went in and was deceived by their eyes. And how they felt. And it led a whole nation to die in the wilderness. Ten guys deceived a whole nation of God because they were listening to ten guys who were deceived by their own eyes and their own deceitfulness and their own unbelief instead of listening to two guys who said, God said it's ours. Now let's go whip them. So who are you listening to? What voices are you listening to? Come on, are y'all with me? This is important. See, that is all examples of how we can be deceived by people. Come on. Those 10 guys were all leaders, elders in their community. Think about that. It wasn't just some kids, hey, you, you go instead for me. No, this was the deacons, the elders. Oh, yeah, yeah it got quiet then, Kent. <laughs> With whom was he angry? Verse 18, And to whom did he swear that they should never enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? And so we see that they were not able to enter Because of unbelief. Now, let me just throw this out there. And this is a great test. If we are struggling in areas, if we do not have rest, if we do not have peace, if we do not have joy, if we, come on, are y'all with me? If we're struggling with depression, if we're struggling with gossip, if we're if we're struggling with fornications, if we're struggling with adulteries, if we're struggling with things that make us miss the mark, then we need to step back. What area of unbelief am I walking in? Because I, I'm not entering His rest or His promises. Come on. His promises are there and they're true, and the things that we face, we can whip. We don't have to struggle with homosexuality. We don't have to struggle in confusion of what gender we are. Come on. We don't have to struggle with that. Who can stand? See, when we talk about standing, it has to come from strong convictions and a belief system in Jesus. And we have to have an understanding of the finished work that he did on the cross. And you have to understand that nothing is impossible with God. No matter how far off you think your family is, no matter how far off you think, come on, are you hearing me? Even the ones that are gone through the transgender whole thing, cut things off, added things, whatever that happens, they can still be saved. But they got to understand that there is a finished work that Jesus finished on the cross. They'll have to live with the consequences of it. Come on, are y'all with me? Yes. See, unbelief makes God very angry. Yes, it does. <laughs> and We can't stand firm or receive the promises when we get into unbelief. When Jesus endured the cross for us, See, he made the way for us to walk in authority and power of the kingdom message. That there's a new kingdom at hand. And then we can stand against all the deception of the enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. See, the devil knows that he lost all rule and authority when Jesus died on that cross. And the only way for him to get it back is when we give it back to him. Come on, are y'all with me? See, that's, that's what. so... In the Old Testament, God said, I'm putting them under your feet. If the devil wants to talk to you, it's under your feet. I ain't listening. Come I ain't listening. Come on. Here's what the Word says. And you stand on the Word. You know why you're standing on the Word? Because you stand on His head. Come on. Somebody's fixing to pull a hanky out in here. There is a power that transforms our lives. And the devil doesn't want us to walk in that. And we have to understand that to occupy and possess means we have to make a stand. We're going to have to make a stand. For way too long, we just came to church and let the preacher do everything. And that's not how it's designed. It's just not how it's designed. See, the world at this moment refuses to see that it's not us that's unloving, that's bigoted and racist. It's, the world refuses that. And they are pressing us to make a stand or to bow and crumble at their do what they do. And that's what's so important about this biblical citizenship. I, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to hear things that you're going to go, whoa. Wow. Had no idea. I guarantee you for 8 weeks every 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 for 8 weeks every night that we do this you're going to leave here and go, I had no idea. I had no idea. In your eyes, I mean, every time Tim Barton comes here or every time I hear David Barton or every time I sit with him, I'm I'm floored. They can walk you through Washington and show you God on every corner, every building. Our whole capital was built on biblical scripture and foundation. They will highlight in the Constitution scripture. It's in there. Come on, man, it's, and the world is pushing hard. See, bad doctrines and a sheep mentality of I'm just passing through on my way to the sweet by and by has got us here. This is where it's got us. And we gave up the moral high ground to the enemy, to a pagan religion and self-governance Of A bunch of people trying to live independent from God. When we were supposed to be establishing God's kingdom message right here. That's what we are. We're a city on a hill, light, shining. But we're coming just as dark as everybody else. Because we haven't made a stand. Come on, are y'all with me? It leads to every man did what was right in his own eyes. Everywhere in the book of Judges, when they all it said every man did what was right in his own eyes, that's when we get in trouble. That's when we get in trouble. Soon as we start doubting or debating the devil on what God says, we lose. Every time. Too many Christians are struggling with unbelief because of bad doctrines. All the while saying they're believers. Come on. Yeah. I'm just telling you, this is where we are. This is where we are. But what, what we have to understand is, is it's okay to stand alone. Mm-hmm. We need to be taught that if we're the only ones standing on our jobs in our school, anywhere in the grocery store, if we're the only ones standing It doesn't matter if you're in the midst of a bunch of preachers. If you're the only one standing on the word. Man, y'all have heard me say it a million times. It gets all over me when preachers go, God, if it's your will. Preachers, if you're saying that, you don't know God's will. And we can't have a decent conversation anymore. Come on, being the minority with the odds against us is a normal day in a believer's life. Come on. Seeing oceans part, seeing the storms pass, lions' mouths shut, fires quenched, walking through the fire. Come on, seeing healing, seeing deliverance. Listen, when we walk through the grocery store, people that are possessed ought to be freaking out because of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. I'm telling you, the the Spirit on the inside of you should make people get real nervous. Come on. We need cleanup on all 10, all the pickles hit the floor. Why? Because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. Smith Wigglesworth, man, if you know, look up Smith Wigglesworth. He would get on a train, be on the train, and the whole train break out in revival because they all felt like they were going to die. And it was the Holy Ghost on the inside of him, and the people on the train would just, what what must we do to be saved? We all feel like we're going to die. And the whole train would get saved. He'd get off the train, and where he was at, people would start getting healed, delivered, set free. He raised his own wife from the dead three times, and she finally came back. And said, "Smith, let me go." <laughs> he walked in the house, and the doctors are telling him, "Hey, it's it's too, you're too late." He. He didn't even pay no attention to them. He walked straight up the stairs, walked in the room, and told her to come back to life. Just a normal day. That should be our normal day. But you know what? We give up that ground. We we, we give that ground up. Oh, well, that happened back in the... Oh, that all died with the apostles and the. Probably, we, see, we're debating the enemy on the power of the kingdom and authority. Instead of going, you know what? I'm really uncomfortable praying out loud in a grocery store. And we give up the ground. Oh, but we'd go toe to toe and fight a drunkard in the bar. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? We, we would. A- any one of us in here, we'd, just, we'd fight. And we wouldn't care about a black eye or a But our sensitive egos can't handle praying for an old lady in the grocery store. Come on. Talk about can't even whip that giant. And the devil just laughs. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Or we don't want to be inconvenienced or disturbed because we're busy and we're going somewhere and we're... I'm preaching to myself. Oh, I ain't gonna love them. They done stepped on my... You better. You better. You ain't got to like them. I ain't saying you got to like them. I don't like a lot of people. But I better love them enough to be able to tell them the truth. To be, come on, to be able to tell them God loves them. Come on, we got to get this whole thing worked out. Because who can stand? Who can stand? See, once we've got a deeper understanding that we serve a living God. We don't serve a God that's far off, that's not paying attention. Come on. See, regardless if, we're, if the majority thinks we're going to die from a snake bite, see, the majority of everybody thought Paul was going to die when he got snake bit. You know what he did? He just shook it off. Come on. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Let's go there. Let's check it out. Turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Verse 1, he says, Hear, O Israel... You are crossing over the Jordan today to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than you. Great cities fortified to heaven. Now just stop. When you believe the message of Jesus Christ, guess what? You're headed to cross over. You're crossing over and you're receiving something that you didn't buy, you didn't plant, you didn't make. Come on, you're receiving all because belief. He give me that. Are y'all with me? And he, I love what he says. You're going to go dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. In other words, you're going to be the minority. In other words, all the odds are against you. Come on. Everything's going to try to keep you from possessing and walking in to my rest and my promises. That's what he's saying. So, my question is who can stand? Who can stand? Let's keep reading. A people great and tall, the sons of Ancheum. Listen, these were giants. It was a race of fierce giants. They were so gigantic that when those 10 guys seen them, they felt like grasshoppers in their own sight. Come on. God's saying, I'm going to give them into your hand. I'm giving them to you. Joshua just about whipped all of them. But there was some that escaped to the Philistines, and David got one of them later on. Come on. He picked up five more stones because old Goliath had some brothers. David was prepared for them too. But David refused to debate the giant on land that was his that God said in Deuteronomy, I'm giving you. Come on, are y'all with me? Look what it says in verse 3. Know therefore today that it is the Lord your God. We've got to know that today, that the Lord God, who is crossing over before you as a consuming fire, and here's the mentality that we all need to take. In our walk, God is a consuming fire, and He's going ahead of us. He's, He's going ahead of us. It's not because we've said some prayer Come on. It's because we believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Come on, are y'all with me? Look what it says. He will destroy them and He will subdue them before you. So all the giants all the obstacles that cause us to try to miss the mark, he says, I'll destroy them. But you got to show up. We got to show up. Come on. He will destroy them and he will subdue them before you so that you may drive them out and destroy them quickly just as the Lord has spoken to you. Do not say in your heart when the Lord your God has driven them out before you because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is dispossessing them before you. This right here made me do a jig. Because the wickeder and the darker they get, the more He's going to drive them out before us. Come on. And I don't think that we're living in a day where we got to walk around all doom and gloom and hid in our basements. I think believers, and I'm going to say it, believers are going to prosper more than they've ever prospered in 2024 because we believe that he's going ahead of us. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? I don't care what they do up there in Washington. I don't care what they do in L.A. We're still going to be who we are and we're going to prosper and we're going to go forth and we're going to preach the kingdom regardless. And they're going to go, wow. (laughs) Listen, all through the Bible, the more God's people were pressed, the more they were come against, the more they were made to make more bricks, the more they were starved, the more they were killed, the more they were tortured, the more... Come on, y'all hear me. The more they were burned at the stake, the more they were multiplied. You can't stop a consuming fire, and that's our God. You can't stop them. And we've got to get in line, and we've got to praise for our breakthrough, come on. Till our song becomes our triumph. Come on, man. All this, all this singing this morning, we should sing it all again now that we know. Because I'm telling you right now, praise and worship ought to probably have taken place after this word. Because it would have changed the whole dynamic. Because see, we're all facing things that are trying to get us to open the door of sin crouching at that door. Complacency. Unfaithfulness. Come on. To keep us from bearing fruit for the kingdom. But look what he says. It is not for your righteousness, for the uprightness of your heart or for the uprightness of your heart that you are going to possess their land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God is driving them out before you in order to confirm the oath which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Know then... It is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess for you are a stubborn people. You know why we're stubborn? Because we'd rather argue about bad doctrine than just believe God that we could walk in and take it because of who God is. We would rather talk ourselves out of, come on, Oh, man. That just set me free because I don't have to be perfect. It ain't my righteousness, it's His. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? I don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops, light a bunch of candles, roll them old beads around. I don't have to... Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? We don't have to do all of that What we have to do is just believe. Whether we see it, whether we feel it, come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We have to believe that He is, that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Matthew 16, 25 says, For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. So, who can stand? Those who are willing to lose their life. But whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. What are we losing? We're losing our old reputation, our feelings, and our emotions. That's what we got to lose. Oh, we're. Listen, we've got emotions and we've got feelings, but they got to get saved. How many times. How many of y'all felt like coming to church this morning? Good gosh, y'all are are awesome. I mean, there's some mornings you just... Yeah, but you got to. You're the preacher. Come on. Come on. See, our feelings and our emotions got to get saved. Our emotions don't want to love that person, the unlovable. Our emotional, our nose, I don't want to love that stinky person. Come on, y'all hear me? <laughs> For those who are willing to lose their life, who can stand? Who can endure? Who won't fall away? The faithful who show up and stand and face the giant, come on, in their lives. That's who's going to stand. Those who die to their flesh and crucify it. Man, our flesh screams at doing what God wants us to do. Come on, right? That's why we fast every year to get that in check. Oh, man. Y'all, you know how bad I want a fried pork chop with the fat rolled up on it and them... Gr- I'm ready for a fried pork chop. I'm ready for fry that back strap and just sop it in gravy and just... I need some fried in my life, Joey. I never wanted Popeye's chicken so bad till you can't have it. I'm ready to tear up me some spicy chicken from Popeye's. Come on, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Your flesh needs to scream. Them buttery biscuits. And... <laughs> Just thought I'd help y'all out. How many of y'all's mouth went to water in thinking about that Popeye's chicken? Now we're getting somewhere. Truth comes out. out. (laughs) Malachi chapter 3. But who can endure the day of his coming? Man, you better turn there real quick. I'm out of time, but hey. What is time? (laughs) Look at Malachi chapter 3. Verse one, behold, I'm going to send my messenger and he will clear the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. We are the temple. Messenger of the covenant whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can endure? Listen, we all do it. Lord, I receive you into my heart. Lord, you know, I'm walking, living for you. Who can endure that? Who can endure when he died on the cross, did the finished work? See, all the time we think of, oh, who can endure the second coming? No, listen, who can endure this first one? See, we all can deal with the guy that came into town on the donkey. Right? But the second coming, it's just, it is what it is. Because the Jesus that came on the donkey ain't going to be the same Jesus that came on the horse. Oh, man. Let that soak in for a little while. Because that rascal that comes on that horse is coming back to whoop it. Set things for sure right. Come on. And there ain't going to be no, <gasps> Lord, I receive you in my heart. I just ask you Forgive me all my sins. It's a little late. You can deal with a guy on the donkey. You can't deal with him on that horse. The dealing's over. So who can endure? Look what it says. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's Fire, he is standing with his winnowing fork in his hand. Come on. And he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor. Look what it says. Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver so that they may present to the Lord offerings in righteousness. In other words, we are going to start walking this thing out called Christianity and he's going to prune all the junk off and get all the dross off till we are transformed into his image and his likeness from glory to glory, from glory to glory until we become to where you don't even see David Hilton, you see Jesus Christ. Come on. When people look at us, they ought to see Jesus. You might be the only Jesus somebody ever sees. Your words might be the only kingdom message they ever hear. Come on. So who can stand? Those willing to go through that pot. Those willing to go through that threshing floor to bear fruit, to get rid of some old thinking. Come on, Romans 12, two. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me tell you something, it takes a renewing of your mind to be able to stand in front of a giant. Because there was a lot of people. The majority of the people stepped back and watched one guy go to the giant, watched one kid go to a giant. So, who can stand? People that stand are the ones that are just crazy enough to think that God will. That God will. If I step out in faith, God will meet me there. Come on, y'all. That's what God's waiting on. He's waiting on his people to go, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. If I throw my TV out in the front yard. Come on. Oh. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And you say, "Wow, man, this is This message is really pulling on us this morning." Here's why. Because here at DCC, the leadership has to stand before God for you one day. And I don't want to get up there and God say, why didn't you tell them? I'm telling you right now, the saddest thing you're going to see in heaven is a bunch of people that are standing behind a pastor that only led somebody in a sinner's prayer. And didn't tell them, hey, put your boots on, pick up your sword, it's time to fight. I can't do this for you. Come on, grandmama can't do it for you. You're going to have to do this. And the problem is, is that each man's work is playing out all across the United States right now. Thirty million people have left mainstream denominational churches. Thirty million people, just in America, since 2020, 30 million people. Why? Because they ain't standing. They haven't been taught to stand. They've been, what they've done is, is they've been taught that they can debate the devil on dumb doctrines. Come on. Look what it says in verse uh, 13. It'd probably help if I find the right place. Each man's work, Verse 12, now if any man builds upon the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hair, straw, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire. Fire. Nobody's exempt from this. Nobody's exempt from this. For the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. That's powerful, y'all. That's why we take even our Sunday, our classes, kids' classes, so serious. That's why we're not just trying to babysit. That's why we're trying to pour in them because they face things that we did not have to face. Come on, y'all stand with me. I encourage you to go read Galatians 5.22, I think it is, the fruits of the Spirit. Because that's what we... That, that's, a, that's a great target. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, faithfulness. Because we're all having to endure right now. We're having to endure a bad administration, a failing economy, a failing border policy. Come on. See, we're all being affected. But that doesn't mean that we don't stand. That means we show up. That means we do what we need to do to see that our nation gets back to this. You say, well, golly, I'm just one person. I'm just, David was one person. David was one person. And when you keep reading, you read where it set a fire in the rest of the army and they engaged the Philistines and they all went, went and whipped them. One person. Come on, are y'all with me? Jonathan and his armor bearer were just two. And when all the odds were against them, all the enemies, all the other believers that were running and hiding in holes and caves, and come on, they all came and started. It just takes one. Jonathan's whole plan was started on perhaps God will. (laughs) He didn't call a prayer meeting, fasting. He didn't. (laughs) Perhaps God will. We were at a conference here a couple of years back. And I told this one old guy, I watched uh, their, their kids' church was struggling. And I watched For two days in this conference, all the kids were gathering around this one guy. And they were just flocking to him. And they had no teacher. And I went went up to him when we were leaving. I said, hey. I said, you're the man. He's like, you remember Jess? I said, said, you're the man. He goes, I said, for the children's church, they're all flocking to you. And he goes, well, I'll pray about it. It went from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, bounced off the floor, and it came back out my mouth. No, you don't need to pray about this. You need to do something. Praying's over. He just went. (laughs) Dude, you're the man. Make a stand. All those kids are suffering because you won't stand up and do something. Come on, are y'all with me? It's never too late. Our nation needs to see the kingdom at hand. Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, I thank you that your word is so rich, so powerful, Lord, I pray that as we leave here today, that this word will stir us into action. Not because of our righteousness, not because of our programs, not because we just are doing something. No, because it's your word and you go before us as a consuming fire to bring us into your rest, into your promises. Because of the wickedness that is before us Lord help us to transform our thinking that you go before us that you make a way Father I thank you that the very fire that consumes the wickedness it purifies us (laughs) man God I thank you and I praise you Help us to not have an unbelieving heart, but one that stands in the day of adversity to endure, to be faithful to what you said. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody that agrees and that is going to make a stand, say amen. Amen. Love y'all. We'll see y'all.